love riding my bike. I love running. I don't care what they think about it. I love it. At that point, when I knew I was going to win, chills just went up and down my entire body. I don't believe there are any good or bad foods. Food is food. I still feel so passionate about getting that record that I'm like, I'm just going to do it. As an athlete, I was like, what's my story or what's your story? What can you learn from it? And what can you teach people? Haley, have you ever been jealous of the elite running or cycling groups who are able to get their blood work done super quickly and efficiently because they have a doctor on staff? Yes, I have been jealous. I have a great primary care physician, but I'll admit, sometimes I'm curious about certain blood markers in between my annual doctor visits. Me too, and that's why I'm excited Inside Tracker is here. Inside Tracker is on-demand blood testing. You pick your plan online, schedule your blood draw appointment locally, and get your results within a few days. My favorite part, they don't just give you data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips too. For a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our listeners 25% off of their entire store. Just go to insidetracker.com/ironwomen and get started. Welcome to the Iron Women podcast. I am Haley Chura and I am recording live. Well, it won't be live when you hear it, but I'm I'm here live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It is 2 days before Ironman Coeur d'Alene. This is Alyssa and my attempt at a so special a special episode because this is a unique situation when my co-host Alyssa Gadeski and I are both racing the same race. So I have Alyssa here. Alyssa, I need to ask you, when you saw me this morning in person, like what did you feel? Was it weird? <laughs> I was just so overjoyed because I I was really excited to see you because I felt like I wanted to start seeing people I knew. And so I was like wandering around, like waiting for that moment. And then I have to admit, it started happening very quickly. Like I got up early for the swim. And so I went to the swim and I was like so early. I was there at 6 a.m., which I thought was going to be really early. And then I go and I saw like right away five people I knew, like right away out of what felt like not that many people at the swim start, right? So I was like, oh, this is the best. Like racing is the best. Being back in person is the best. Like all these people. And then I was like, oh, I have to go. Where did I have to go? What was I going? Oh, I had to pump my tires, right? So then I went home and then I was got my, my, my bike. And then I was like, I see this bright flash, like of smash gear, right? And I was like, oh, this is it. Like we have all these smash people racing. Who's this going to be? I was so excited. And then of course it was Haley. And I was like my number one, you know? So it has been fun to realize again, like, how close the community is of Iron Man and out of a race with thousands of people and all these people around, like I am bumping into people everywhere and it's just so fun. Yeah, because a friend asked me what it was like to run into you in person and I actually, I was like, oh, I haven't seen Alyssa in person since February 2020 <laughs> in Atlanta before the trials and before you were headed to Ironman New Zealand when the world was a very different place and I talked to you every single week and actually to me it felt like, oh yeah, of course I would run into Alyssa. I, yeah, it did feel quite normal, <laughs> I will say. like seeing you was exciting but also felt like I've been catching up with you but I'm as you said that I'm like really hoping that we don't jinx things and that like after we meet in person again that's like the the start of another global no, pandemic no don't even say that oh no oh my goodness okay okay no that's pretend everyone didn't hear that um going back to the race okay uh since we are a couple days before the race I do want to hear so you started your day with a swim and then did you after you got your tire pumped up did you go for a ride nope I just rode back so that was my goal of today's ride was just to um one I wanted to go see a friend who was here and she had she had her dog so Ariel from from noon hydration she had her dog has her dog here and so scout I've been a fan, fan of scout um 
Pup's Instagram for a while now, and it was my first time to meet that dog in person, so I was really excited. So my goal of the ride was, one, to go meet Scout, and then two, to also find someone with a pump I could get my um, disc wheel pumped with. And so I accomplished both those goals. I think it was like a 25-minute spin just to make sure I'm all in working order. So tomorrow when I have a real ride, I can do a real ride. So Arielle Knudsen, who has been a podcast guest, Ironman podcast guest, like uh, a couple years ago, she came on and told us about sponsorship. So she is from Noon Hydration, which is one of our podcast sponsors. Can we claim Scout as a podcast sponsor? Scout would love, Scout has enough energy to for sure be sponsoring the podcast. I think she would love to be that, be that dog. Do you know what <laughs> flavor of Noon Hydration you're going to use on course? this weekend Ooh, I let's see what did I bring I brought the watermelon noon energy um, and then I think I have strawberry lemonade for is like my go-to for the other other what about what about you are you using I'm doing lemon lime oh okay. yeah lemon lime noon endurance I just I love like the citrus I just can't get enough of the citrus when it's warm and it's gonna be warm but if any of our listeners want some noon hydration for uh, your next um, adventure and you know if you want to check out Scout's Instagram. What is Scout's Instagram? Uh, I think it's like a good girl scout. Okay. A good girl a girl, scout. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. At a good girl scout. Our official, um, we're calling it her, our official podcast sponsor puppy. Um, we also, we have, we love all the dogs. Yeah. Um, but noon, <laughs> noonlife.com, use the code LiveFeisty, capital L, capital F, all one word, 30% off. So, and good, good luck to, uh, to, um, her, you Ariel. know, yeah. Ariel racing, yeah. right? I don't know if I realized that she was actually racing. So not only does she podcast, teaches about sponsorship, she also does race. So yes. <laughs> she'll be out there with us. And so Haley then, so after that, what else did I do today? I went to the grocery store and then the pro meeting, we had the pro meeting. So that was a jam packed hour of our day that we had to do. Um, and then after that, I, I actually, so we can talk about this a little bit when I ask you about your day. So we both got interviewed today by the Ironman kind of videographers, I guess I should say, right? Because they do the, um, a fighting chance, I believe it's called series. And they release an episode leading into the races about contenders for, for the race. And so when they email me asking if I would like to be a part of this, I said, well, you've emailed the right contender. And so, <laughs> um, so then this afternoon I had, I did a little bit of filming for that. And then that led into where we are now, Haley, which is our team SFQ coffee meetup for pre-race. So, um, did you have a pretty similar day? What else? Did you exercise today? I did. I rode, I ro I brought a trainer. I drove over from Bozeman yesterday. So I brought a trainer. I rode in my hotel room, um, or motel room. I can be uh, <laughs> more honest Holiday. here. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit, okay. It's like, I actually, when I pulled up, I've stayed this place before, but I was like, not since I have watched Schitt's Creek, that show, and I was like, oh my God, it looks like the Rosebud Motel. <laughs> I feel right at home. Like, where's David and Alexis? Like, um, or more importantly, Moira. I bet Moira would give a great pep up, pep talk, pre-race pep talk. Uh -huh. I had a room at the Motel 6 reserved, but then I, I got lucky and a friend had a room open up, so I was able to cancel that. But I'm a fan of whatever. It's actually quite convenient yeah. when you have a lot of luggage and um, it's easy to move in and out of your room. But anyway, so I brought I brought my trainer. I rode in the room this morning and then I went down for a swim uh, a little later than you. And 
I did meet up with the Iron Man videographer. They got some drone footage Whoa. of me swimming. Oh, Alyssa. that's cool. Yeah, I, he actually saw him later and he was like, oh, the footage is really cool. So hopefully by the time this airs, you'll have watched the Facebook watch footage and maybe seen some drone video of me swimming in the days before, but um, apparently it looked pretty cool. And then I, uh, I had a little bit of a meeting because this is when I ran into you because I'm giving a speech tonight. So, Haley, <laughs> I have a big day. Well, then pro meeting, of course, which was an in-person pro meeting, which was a little surprising. We did an in-person indoors pro meeting. <laughs> Very surprising. Which, um, so like, like, let's all check our temperature and <laughs> the next couple days. I'm a little, we're chest testing vaccine efficacy for all of for you. Sure. Oh my goodness. But, um, but it was, you know, it's fun to see people. I, you know, it's been a wild year. And so it's it's definitely, it, you know, the pro meeting is kind of a, a little bit of a mix and mingle, but I needed to get out of there because I'm like, oh my God, it's a big day. I need to go eat. Like there's a lot of eating today too. But Haley, go back to the speech you're giving. Oh yes, that's tonight at the welcome dinner or welcome banquet. I'm not sure if there's actually any food involved, but um, uh, tonight I'm giving a little motivational speech. They said two to three minutes, Alyssa. Do you think I can fill <laughs> two to three minutes? I think they contacted the right person for the job, um, but that's awesome. So do you know what you're gonna say yet? Have you planned it out? Yeah, you were actually, I actually recently hired Alyssa Gadeski as a speechwriter. <laughs> so she helped me, she helped me come up with a few key things, you know, uh, we're, we're thinking about who's who's our audience, like, you know, who comes to the wake welcome banquet. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of first-timers. I mean, this is definitely an interesting race because some of these people who are in this race, because of how things have shaped up with Ironman and with the pandemic and with race deferrals, some of these people oh, didn't yeah. even sign up for a full Ironman. That's like, true. we have people in this race who signed up for a half who then got rolled deferred it into an iron man and so it's going to be an interesting crowd and so hopefully i can offer you know a few tips i've raced here before um i was actually thinking of using the joke like I've, i'm a two times 70.3 quarter lane champion what's two times 70.3 <laughs> no, maybe that doesn't quite land i don't know if people would quite get that but i'm like hey if i've won this race twice i'm basically an iron man champion i just need a year in transition <laughs> In between. <laughs> That's actually really funny. I think you should say <laughs> I'll smooth it out. You heard it here first. <laughs> but um, I'm going to wear out that joke. I mean, when else in life can I use that joke? I mean, no, you have to use that joke for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Do they give you any confidence. slides? Because maybe also if you like write out the math equation, it'll help people. Oh, that would have been good. Actually, um, maybe just bring poster board. You're just reminding me they asked me to send them some videos and I didn't. Oh. And I have like about two and a half hours. So um, I don't think it's going to happen. Sorry, Iron Man. Um, well, I did tell him, I was like, hey, you know, you filmed me this morning with a drone. So it sounds so like there's video. hopefully videos. you yeah. can get that video. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> but I do not have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast. If you want audio of me, it's all over the place. <laughs> so, okay. So Haley, so it's Friday. Um, tomorrow's Saturday, pre-race day. It is, um, some of the logistics here are definitely different. And I, you know, I learned about that for the first time at the pro meeting where we don't have gear bags for this Ironman, so that's new. Um, we will be like, we have more racking space, I guess, and then we get to like, as if it's a normal 70.3 or like really any other triathlon where you don't have gear bags, you just like lay out your things next to you. There's no like changing tents for everyone to mandatory go through. There are changing tents if you wanna like go out of your way to get to them, it sounds like. But um, so that kind of stuff is different. And, but we still have bike drop off tomorrow. I know my like pre-race day is usually a short swim, a short run and, and 
um, a medium-ish, like probably 90 minutes ride or so to get myself going. But um, what about you? What do you have going on tomorrow? I think my definition of short is a little shorter than yours. Um, <laughs> I'm like, which makes sense if you know our histories in sport. But um, I think I have like a 45-minute ride and then like a 15-minute jog and then a short little shakeout, like 10-minute swim. So just kind of touching on each thing. And then um, and then I will be, yeah, checking in the bike and hopefully having dinner very early. I'm thinking like 3 p.m. dinner because this race starts at 5 a.m. on Sunday. So I want to eat really early. Yeah, do you think we should have our like a big dinner early and then just have like snack plan for later in the evening? That's what I like doing. I mean, okay. that's even what I've done for the 70.3 here because okay. the 70.3 starts at 6. And I think that that's like, you know, it's just – Hopefully the idea is that then I am hungry at 2 a.m. Right. <laughs> when yeah. I want to eat bread, when I need yeah. to eat breakfast. Okay. So I think that's part of like the reason why I like to try to eat early the night before a early start like this. But I'm glad we're doing the early start. You know, as we mentioned in last week's episode, forecast attempts are high. But you know what I've been telling myself? I'm like, Haley, you are also professional at heat management. I am professional at throwing water on my head. Like I probably, I mean, if they offered like PhDs in throwing water on your head, I would, I would have one. I love it. I, yeah, I mean, it's so bad because I go to do like an open running race and I'm the person, people don't throw water on themselves really in open running races. Really? I don't, not Actually, really. no, I believe that they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so from doing an, a marathon, it's like, oh my God, I can't get my shoes wet. And I'm like, literally like, please, can I just go swimming? <laughs> Where's the misting station? Yes. Where's the misting station? <laughs> Aim it right at my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but, or at my face, really. Um, all right, Haley. Well, what else? What else? We don't have any mailbags, mostly because I don't have my computer open. I don't think anyone sent in a mailbag this week, but um, we will be opening the mailbag again next week. So if you have questions, if you want to ask specific questions about our races, um, if you have other racing or training or life questions, you can send them to us at ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll give those a shout um, in the the following week but our plan for this right Haley so we're gonna wrap this up and then there's no interview this week guys because we are interviewing ourselves after the race so what's gonna happen is Haley and I are going to tie for first place and then we're gonna do our champagne podium shower and then we're gonna drink our champagne and record after the race yeah but I have to give you a little secret the you're not allowed to have alcohol in the street in Coeur d'Alene oh, no. so we're gonna use apple cider <laughs> <laughs> instead of champagne but I, I mean it's still fine I mean this is just a secret for iron women listeners because in all the photos it will still look like champagne okay. so um <laughs> just to prep yourself for the stickiness um no we're gonna we are gonna have a great yeah we're gonna have a little break you guys don't even have to wait how lucky are you and you're gonna find us here are our, our post race but this is a little bit this is a little bit of vulnerability like out of our comfort zone to like we don't know how things are gonna go but um hopefully we get that we get a good uh, post-race recap very raw very real this is like <laughs> especially if we decide to do it on Sunday night as we're trying to rehydrate so it'll be extremely raw at that point <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um you know we're gonna we're keeping safety in mind uh I just want to make sure all of our listeners know that including my parents because I did not just spend a year alone to end up in a hospital and so so no worries you know we'll be back here in a bit my sister did remind me she sent me a text like a few days ago that was like are you sure you want to do this <laughs> she's like you're no spring chicken anymore I was like thanks Leah 
but I've got you this. know someone told me I wasn't a spring chicken when I was like 23 and I was a spring chicken so maybe you are yeah that's I true. think 36 is still a spring chicken. coming into my own that's yes. all I have to say <laughs> but anyway Alyssa best of luck to you I am excited to see you out on the course and I will look forward to chatting with you post race good luck Haley see you Sunday Hey everyone, this is Dr. Lisa Ringerfield, co-founder of the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Summit. We are really excited to announce that the Outspoken Summit will be returning in 2021. This year has created an opportunity for triathletes to get back in the blocks and start to rebuild triathlon to create a more inclusive and welcoming space for all. Join us from the 12th to the 14th of November as we host a virtual summit to connect with like-minded women, center women's equity in the sport, hear from industry leaders, and develop leadership skills related to our roles in triathlon. The summit will provide a rich forum to develop strong voices, inspire others, and advocate for change in the sport we love. For more information and to sign up for the event, go to outspokensummit.com. We hope to see you there. The Iron Women podcast is grateful to Zelio Skincare for their continued support of the podcast. I'm always excited when I start pulling out the Zelio Sun Barrier more and more because that's a sure sign races are around the corner. And I'm going to be happier than ever using my Zelio's Race Relief Cold Therapy Muscle Gel because it means I actually got to do an in-person race this year. You can get your own Zelio Sun Barrier Race Relief Shower Products and Chamois Cream for 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN at teamzelios.com. Welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. This is Haley Chura again. I'm here with Alyssa Gadeski. If there's some background noise, some bells and cheering, it is because we are recording this actually like at the race site. We are within view of the lake in Coeur d'Alene, immediately post-race. And we are, um, are going to bring you our very raw race recaps. <laughs> Hello, listeners. <laughs> um, so, Haley, let's start with you. Yeah, you so, had. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still processing my day, but well, let's say so. Swim. You swim. Well, we'll tell everyone you came in fourth. Uh, yeah, I finished fourth. Um, do you know what your time was? About nine twenty something. Okay, so that's really good. I came in. I have no idea. Probably like. The upper teens, I'm guessing. There was I'm a lot of carnage out there, so it's really hard to say how things ended up shaking out. We have a, a computer with no Wi-Fi right now. We don't have our phones, <laughs> so we are like really doing this right immediately post-race. But yes, it was it was very warm. That's the like it was very hot. That's it was, the takeaway. Yes, but um, my recap of my day, it was I had a, a really solid swim. I came out right behind Lauren Brandon, actually led out of the first loop. And then I think Lauren was making me lead, but um, <laughs> fine, it was fine. It was actually quite, it was a little warm for wetsuits to be honest, but um, it's still a beautiful swim. And then I came out right behind Lauren and then was quickly dropped on the bike. <laughs> um, I, had a, I struggled a little bit on the bike, especially the first loop. I was just like lonely and going backward. But the kind of cool thing was on the second loop, I, um, I, there were a lot of age groupers and Alyssa had told me when I gave my little speech the other night that I should tell everyone to cheer for me 
I think it might have worked, Alyssa, because <laughs> I feel like I got a lot of cheers, oh, and that was awesome. what kept me going. Yeah. Oh, that definitely worked then. Yeah. So even though I felt like my speech didn't go very well, um, I think, you know, I don't know. It was, maybe it did. That's so, awesome. Or maybe people just cheer. But so then I, I, I don't remember. I think I was ninth off the bike, and I just, like, started the run, and... I was trying to do a really good job with heat management. I ran with a bottle and I put like ice in it at every aid station. The aid stations were very well, well stocked. Thank, Thank you. you. We got a cheer. Um, the aid stations were really well stocked, and so I was able to put like ice and water in them, and it would like melt in the but, bottle. In the bottle. By the time I got to the next aid station, like so within like seven minutes. But I feel like I did a really good job with that. Um, I was pretty patient the first loop, and then. I kind of started pushing a little more on the second loop and then the third loop I just like was like this anger came over me and I just was pushing as hard as I could and I was really afraid I was gonna blow up but I didn't so I'm really happy with my run um, and I ran my way into fourth I am um, and quite pleased with that but Alyssa you had a mishap on the bike because I saw you on the first out and back and you were like fairly close and then I saw you later and you were like way back yeah and I knew something had happened because it was like too much it wasn't a penalty it wasn't like a, a like just you were you know an off day or anything like that like yeah. something had happened so what I came happened? out of the swim with actually like a pretty good amount of people um but I realized quickly like my legs were not responding to be able to stay with the group that was coming from that swim so that was a little bit of a disappointment um because I realized pretty early that like my legs, my bike legs at least, were not there today. And it's just a very long day to settle in for when you're not like feeling yourself. So um, I was just kind of in my own zone. I was just trying to keep blinders on and like make it through the bike basically. And I kept telling myself like, run legs are different from bike legs. You know, maybe a slow bike will be like helpful on a hot day. Um, and then I did the, I was on the second loop I was about, I was pretty far into the second loop, maybe like 30 miles or so, a little bit before 30 miles in. And I was going up a climb and I heard a pssss and I was like, oh, that's never a good sound. And I thought it was coming from my front wheel. So I like pulled off really quick and I looked at my wheel, but then the sound stopped and then my wheel was like definitely soft, but not that soft. And I was like, oh, maybe it was the guy I was passing and he got the flat. So then I got back on my bike and kept riding and I actually was able to ride for like a few more minutes and then it went all the way flat and I was like, oh, it was me. So I pulled off to the side. Unfortunately, I got the flat in like a place where there was zero shade and these bees like swarmed my sugary calorie drinks I had. Oh and so God. they were just like all over me and all over the bike and I got stung twice and I was like, oh my gosh, let me just change this tire, get my stuff out put the inflator on, pop the CO2, and then this inflator I have, which to be fair, I really haven't apparently used it because typically if I do get a flat on a training ride, I do a hand pump um, to like save CO2 cartridges, I guess, but I will probably now experiment with some inflators. But um, the inflator, this like little rubber piece in it, when the CO2 popped, it popped the rubber piece out of the inflator. So then it was not pushing air into the tire basically. So I was like, oh my God. So that was my whole, flat kit basically I needed then a new inflator and a new co2 so this fellow very nice fellow pulls over and he's just out supporting a friend he's biking and so he's like can I help I'll ride up ahead it looks like there's like a race truck 
let me see if they have supplies. So he rides up, he comes back, he's like, they only had a cartridge. And I'm like, okay, so I try and put the piece that's malfunctioning back into the inflator. We try again and it does the exact same thing. And I was like, oh, fool me once. What's that saying? Shame on me. Yeah, fool me twice, shame on me. So oh, yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, shame on me. So then I was like, oh man, maybe this like really isn't gonna be able to be fixed. So then he was like, let me go see if they have a pump. And I was like, oh, okay, that would be good because I had the tube, everything good. While he rode off that time, this nice gentleman stopped and he was like, what do you need? And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to take your stuff if you need it. And he's like, eh, I'm DNFing anyway. And he's like, I want you to have it. So I was like, okay. And so just as I was taking his inflator and cartridge, a race truck from that other guy came over and she was, she did have a pump in that truck. So then I gave the guy back his supplies. He went on his way and I took the pump and was able to inflate my tire, get back on the bike. And I think it was only like a 20 or 25 minute stop all told. Um, but standing in the roasting sun for 20 or 25 minutes was not exactly what I wanted to do. And I was probably about a mile and a half from an aid station. So I had maybe like three sips of water left basically. Um, and I was trying to conserve that because I just didn't know how long I would be stranded out on the side of the highway. So I realized at that point it was like obviously not going to be my day, but I just went into conservation mode and was like, okay, Alyssa, get in all the calories. Like <clears throat> I had <clears throat> packed some emergency calories, which was a good thing. And then I, when I did get up to that aid station, I took two bottles and just started rehydrating as much as I could to catch up. Um, and then just did what I could to get myself home, praying I didn't get another flat, which I didn't, which was good. And then I came into transition and I was the last pro bike to get racked, which is always a little sad, but um, I just was like, okay, Alyssa, <clears throat> take your time. You're like already in the back. So get cool, get your stuff together and let's just see how your run legs feel. Um, so I got out of there and I am happy to report that my run legs actually did come today. So um, I ran the first half of the marathon at my goal pace before the heat overtook me and I went into survival mode, but I was actually really happy to see those run splits come up um, because I have been not heavily doing running training since um, I'm still like coming back from that stress fracture I had in February and we've just been taking it slow. So um, it was nice to see that what we did work on has definitely like sunk in and is there um and the like sad thing about a hot race like this when it's a million degrees is you're watching your competitors just like melt um and disappear off the course but the good thing when you're a competitor is that people are just disappearing so um i know i did at least move up a few places but yeah we don't have wi-fi or our phones so um, i'm not quite sure where i ended up but overall a tough day but I guess good lessons learned. Iron Man always kind of does that. I'm very impressed that you continued, that you, you kept going, because I knew something had happened, and I was like, that was, I just, that was one of the most impressive things of my day, I think, was seeing you still out there. So I'm really proud of you, Alyssa. That's not easy to do. And you, I mean, it's just, yeah, no, that's so impressive. But, so, it was a little sad because I was onto the run course quite a ways behind. So I was getting lapped, which is like never fun um, by your fellow competitors. But I did get to get lapped by Haley, 
which was actually fun because I like racing with Haley and it's it was really fun to watch her crush her run because she was like you guys she was flying like you would not have known it was 100 degrees out here she looked as if it was like 70 degrees and she was just cruising she looked really good and so Haley does that mean that you had some practice in the heat and you are excited about a certain other race that could be happening that's really hot this year? It's it's undetermined if I have a Kona slot, it's, but it's, it's... It's very likely. It's likely, so um, I, I told Betty Janelle, who is a good friend in front of the podcast, who came out here cheering, who um, was, you know, my very first training partner when I was 22 and she was 44, and we qualified for Kona together and raced it together in 2009. Um, she was like yelling on the course and she's like, you're going to get this lot. And I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm like, I was just like so hot in the moment. And I'm like, I do not ever want to do go for a hot run ever again in my whole life. Like I am someone who likes, like I've been keeping my hotel room at like 67 degrees while I'm here. Like I am like someone who loves the cold sometimes. And so... <laughs> But I think honestly that helps me because I'm not I'm not good with heat. Yeah. But it so it forces me to be like okay you have to manage this like you have to do something and take an action. So anyone out there who isn't good with the heat like there you know you can do things to for sure to handle it and handle a hot race. But um and it, I mean it does rely on aid stations being well stocked which they were here so thank you to the Coeur d'Alene volunteers and and all um, the misters and the people out with hoses yes. thank you so so much that was so good yes but um yeah well <laughs> I mean hopefully by the time this airs I mean I I probably will take the Kona slot because I'm a big believer in uh you know when you get opportunities to do championship races like you just don't know what's going to happen in life and you just you know you take that opportunity even if you you know don't necessarily feel like sure about it <laughs> you want to run on in hot heat <laughs> on the and surface humidity. of the sun again it's yeah. not like 80 in Kona I'll yeah. be like cool. no but it's still so humid but those are very well stocked aid stations there too and I guess I've done it before so I've survived it but I'm like my I'm like it's warm. But yeah. anyway, um, back but to... Oh. Haley, both of us actually look like we didn't get too burned either out there, which I is got, a good thing. Someone commented that at the finish line. They were like, you don't look too burned. And I actually said, they were like filming me. I don't know. I can't remember if it was Iron Man or like local news. But I was like, <laughs> use code IRONWOMEN at teamzilios.com for, for 15% news. off. Yeah. <laughs> so I did plug it. I'm, I'm good at that. The Zilios betwixt. I think it does work. Yes. And so let's do a couple other like observations for any amateurs who might be listening and like what we saw. I mean, first of all, it was a time trial start for amateurs. So, and no one was, there's no body marking. So you couldn't like tell ages and things like that, but you could learn lessons from the pro race, which is that when it is super, super hot like this, like the people I saw out there doing the best were for sure the people who were managing the heat and so like that means making sure you like walked through aid stations if that was necessary or at least slowed down to be cooling off don't skip um, aid stations don't skip aid stations when it's a hot race because even if you have to slow down right because i'm i guarantee that most age groups will mirror what happened in the pro race where it was carnage and people were blowing up and just disappearing so for people who are interested in like placing in their age groups and 
it's very easy to get disappointed, I think, when it's like a hot race and you think the conditions are poor, but that can definitely be a huge opportunity because a lot of people don't like get tough enough. So if you want to get tough enough, I could see for sure like a lot of people surviving and I'm sure they could run a lot faster out there on a 70 degree day, but just by keeping moving, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of happy people tomorrow morning. Yes. Yeah. And it ends like just things can turn around. Yep. Like again, I came off the bike ninth and I was, I felt like I was really far back, but you know, it, it is a swim bike run. It's, you know, three, three events and it's not over till it's over. So, you know, go through those peaks and valleys and, you know, like when I wasn't feeling well, it was, I was like nutrition and hydration and heat management. Like those were my like holy trinity yeah yeah of things. and like if I I had a good system even for the first loop in like half the second and then I started to feel really bad and I was like okay what I'm doing is no longer working so like what else do I have and I was like I have a tube of salt so like let me try and do that and then like let me start taking coke at the aid stations and let me you know like just start trying different things because it will it like generally will turn around um if you're mindful of that yes and also um we didn't mention, like, so the podium, Carrie Lester won, uh, Fenella Langridge was second in her debut, and then Lindsay Corbin came in third, and I believe I heard that Carrie Lester broke the course record, even on a really hot day like this, which that course record might have been set in, like, 2015 when it was also very hot. Yeah. So maybe it's one that's up for grabs on the day that it is, like, 70 degrees, if that ever happens, but it might but not. But still, actually, well, no, it's be... Well, it might also be because this is the first time we did a three-loop run. Oh, yeah. It was a different run course. Yeah. But, but I congratulations to Carrie. She still gets the record. <laughs> Record's a record. Yeah. Um, I did like the three-loop run because we got to go through the neighborhood more more frequently. And we didn't but, have to do that big hill. Yes. And the neighborhood is where all the hoses were. Yeah. People were out with their hoses and their sprinklers. And that was like, it was saving me yeah. for sure. Um, so now what do the pros do after? So what we did after Haley was so kind and waited around for a really long time for me to come in it wasn't that long and um gave me a high five in the finish shoot so hopefully they someone got a picture of that yeah I didn't I should have had a photographer I know um and then we both felt awful for a little bit but Betty went and got us some pretzels and cokes and brought us back to life and then now we're about to go get our stuff and like potentially ride bikes back to where we are living in Coeur d'Alene. Oh God, I don't want to get back on the bike. Haley's not excited about it, but this is like my favorite part of Ironman racing. This is like where you find out if you're really tough. Also, I, I don't have a <laughs> phone to take a picture of our setup right here, but we are like laying on the grass. Like Alyssa is actually laying on her back. Yeah. Um, so if, yeah, this is, um, I feel, yeah. How, how do you feel right now, Alyssa? Um, well, with the pretzels and the Coke, I actually feel like I'm going to survive this, this day, which is nice. But my body, like my quads and my, like all my, my legs just hurt so bad. My legs hurt really bad. I um, am, I feel very bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like in the fetal position, like laying, we found like a tiny bit of shade. So it's a little bit cooler in the shade. And we were just like, we had to like lay down and put like a wet yeah. towel over my eyes. I think you did the same thing. And yeah. it's just like, um, the Coke definitely helps like getting some 
fluids and some food in you will help. But um, and then we were eating a bratwurst. Oh yeah, they had bratwurst in the um, Athlete Village or Athlete Food. I don't even know. My brain is not working very well. Um, but you know. Uh, finally, there's like shout out to Coeur d'Alene. I mean, that was incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, and they put on a great race. I mean, it it was it was a great race. Thank goodness we started at 5 a.m. Even though when my alarm went off at two, it was. Oh my gosh, this is funny. So I am staying in an Airbnb with Kelly O'Mara, another fellow pro, and so I set my alarm for 2:30, which I thought that was kind of pushing it, and so I was up to like start doing eat and start doing like pre-race stuff. It was 3.12 and Kelly wasn't out of bed yet. And we, we had planned to leave at 3.45 or 3.50, right? And so I, and so picture oh. me, I'm like, literally, I'm like twiddling my thumbs, like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, did she oversleep? But I also know Kelly and Kelly will definitely push the limits. And I knew like she, cause I was on East coast time. She didn't get to go to bed as early as me. Cause she just wasn't tired. And so like, I was like, what is she doing? So finally I like poked my head in there because I couldn't take it anymore. Cause I also was like, I'm not being late for Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. So I was like, Kelly, are you waking up? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting up soon. And then, like, oh two gosh. seconds later, her alarm went off. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Wow. So that was crazy. So yeah. everyone wow. has their own ways they do it. So Haley was two, which which is probably, like, three hours before is probably the way to do it, just as annoying as it feels. I like, wanted – I get up and I shower, and then I like to eat breakfast and, like, leisurely, like, make sure I get it all in. Yeah. And, like, have some coffee and hopefully use the restroom. Yeah. So I am, and we, the transition only opened one hour before the race start, which normally I like to, I actually like to get to the race start about an hour and a half before the race start and like start setting up transition. So I feel like it was a little bit chaotic. I mean, it was like, it was, a lot of I times did not like that. I'll be like the first person in transition. Oh, yeah. And today I was like 20th. Yeah. I feel like most pros were already in there. I like to was, have 90 minutes. Yeah. Because if something is wrong with your bike, like, and that we didn't have pumps in the area, so I just had to, like, take my bike, and I went into the age group. Thank you to the fellow who lent me a pump. I just, like, went up and asked someone, which, I mean, people are usually nice, but it's a little stressful to, like, have to scrounge around for a pump. But, um, yeah, so, like, if something happened to the bike, I don't think I would have had time to, like, really fix it before we were getting in so that was a little tight but it was tight but we did it we made yeah. it and um again yeah i'm i am glad we started that early because it only got warmer on those three loops yeah and i am so impressed with the you know we have age groupers who are just going out right now and um i am you know i am impressed like again that is one of the cool things about our sport is you know the pros and age groupers racing at the same time and I definitely drew a lot of strength from them today. Yeah. So shout out to my um, Swift teammates on the I Race Like a Girl team that I Swift with on Tuesdays. I think there was like four or five of us that raced together on Tuesdays, um, in, in the like B squad or whatever, and they were out here racing in the amateur race. Say their names. Um, oh well, my brain's like not working, but I know Kelly, Heather, Kelly no, Heather Glynn. Oh, I Kelly Phil no. No, it was like oh. amateurs. Oh, oh, yeah. amateurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant pro women. No, I would. Oh. Yeah, so they were all out here. Um, Jane, Jane was out here. Jane was amazing, and I got to see them, and like, I got cheers and gave cheers, and it was really, it was just cool to have like more, more peeps out there. It really helped. There were some good cheers. Oh my goodness, and Alyssa. Okay, so like, because we got a fairly big start before the age groupers. Um, running down the finish chute was pretty open and so I have won the 70.3 here twice and running down Sherman Street is just so special 
and like you know when I've won it's like roaring crowd and really cool and you're like by yourself and today I was fourth and it was still a roaring crowd That's and I was by so myself fun. and it was you know I was like I got very emotional and then I will give a shout out to like Heather Jackson who I think had a flat and didn't finish or didn't start the run um she gave me a high five as she oh, was nice. out cheering on the run course <laughs> which I thought yeah. was pretty cool like you know there is a good like a great community of um you know of of us pro iron women that's For why we sure. do this podcast but yeah. um so that was just I don't know there were some like very kind moments so thank you to my competitors for helping bring out the most to me and um and cheering us on you know even when things were, were hard we're rough yeah, yeah. We're rough Alyssa like uh, so what's your are you headed home tomorrow I am so I'm gonna get back and I'm gonna break down my bike um today and oh, wow yeah you are good oh yeah she's um, flying because I'm flying out yeah so and Kelly has an earlier flight and I'm actually taking her to the airport first so um we won't have time in the end with just like you're a good coming roommate. down and yeah this is like good documentation in case anyone ever rooms with Alyssa she's a good roommate yeah I try well also rental cars were like crazy hard well yeah to get here so like whatever I'm going to the airport and I would either hang out in a coffee shop in Coeur d'Alene or just like go to Spokane and hang out in a coffee shop so um it's all the same I feel like yeah, yeah. um cool I get to drive home so oh, yeah. no breaking down oh, anything yeah. I just get to load everything do you have like a favorite stop like are you gonna stop for some special food or like treat yourself oh somewhere? my goodness I well so I'm driving my parents' car, which is much, much nicer than mine, but it has Bluetooth, which is so wonderful. That's nice. So I can, like, Oh, you can call people and just chit-chat. Yeah, because I think it loses cell service, oh. like, at the drive. There's not a lot of cell service, but I can, like, listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah. Um, but I get nervous about, like, parking and driving and stuff, so oh. um, I, like... I'm not that excited. There's a really good, there's a good bakery that I stopped at on the way out here. I think I mentioned that earlier. It's like only 30 minutes outside of Bozeman, though, yeah. and I don't think I'll stop there. But, um, you know, maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll probably stop in Coeur d'Alene and get some snacks. That's, there are some good places. Um, the wellness bar, ha- if, for after you take your Kona spot, you can go to the wellness bar and get an acai bowl. And Ooh. it was the best acai bowl I've had outside of Kona itself. So... Shout out to the Chunky Monkey Acai Bowl at the Wellness Bar on 4th Street in Coeur d'Alene. Good recommendation. Well, thank you to our listeners for this, for listening to our (laughs) non-traditional Iron Woman podcast episode where we just like... Talk to ourselves. Yes, this was fun. I think I said earlier it was live, but it's more in person. This is a very big treat for Alyssa and I to be able to record in person and... Um, it has been fun seeing you in person, Alyssa, and hopefully our listeners enjoy this kind of this little recap and um, safe travels to you and recover well and hopefully cool off. Yeah, thanks, Haley. Drive safe tomorrow, and I'll probably see you at awards. The Iron Women Podcast wants to give a huge shout out to Orca Sportswear for their continued support in 2021. As someone who isn't a natural born swimmer, my choices for swim gear are super important. Orca has me ready to battle for every second I need in the water with the open water, triathlon, and swim run wetsuits. They also have safety buoys, goggles, cold water caps, and booties. You name it, they have it. The code IRONWOMEN15 will get you 15% off, so head to orca.com today and let's get ready to swim in 2021. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Live Feisty Media and is edited by Lindsay Glassford. 
Thank you to our sponsors, Noon Hydration, Prevenix, Zelio Skincare, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes at ironwomenpodcast.com.